Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 1. Jesus Christ had a keen sense of purpose. Um, the scripture tells us that uh, not only did he leave the throne of glory to come to this earth, uh, to live a perfect life and die on a cross to pay for our sins and to be raised from the dead, uh, the Bible says at one point he set his face toward the cross. Uh, Jesus knew his purpose and he came to fulfill it. Paul also lived according to his purpose and he said, uh, at one point in talking to Timothy, he said, I, I have finished my course. I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of life. And the scripture says that uh, we all have a purpose. Uh, we are called according to his purpose as believers in Jesus Christ. And so um, we need that purpose, and then we need to live according to that purpose uh, so that we can fulfill the role that God has given us to fulfill. Moses is in the final chapter of his life, here in the book of Deuteronomy, they are outside, just right outside, just right across the Jordan River, in the plains of Moab, right across from Israel, and uh, they're getting ready to go in. Moses is not going to go in because uh, God has told him because he disobeyed and at one point in, in the wilderness wanderings that he's not going to go in. But Moses is preparing the people uh, for what they are going to face as they go in. Uh, and he is fulfilling a very important role. Um, I, 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 t I tell you what, as my kids get ready to, to launch out... Uh, David's 16, Megan turns 18 this month and is getting ready to graduate high school. And um, I, I'm, I'm keenly aware of this, the sense of passing on to the next generation. And um, I, I, I want to do that. But Moses had that keen sense. Um, one generation had died in the wilderness. He did not want the next generation to follow in that same path. And so he has set, up, set aside a time to encourage them, to exhort them, uh, to fulfill the purpose for which God had created them. And uh, the title of my message is Fulfilling Your Purpose. And we're going to see how Moses fulfilled his purpose and how he's helping them to fulfill theirs. And so uh, Deuteronomy 1 Verses 1 through 5, it says, These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness. In the Arabah, opposite Suf, between Paran and Tophel, uh, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dezahab. It is an 11-day journey from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by way of Mount Seir. In the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first of the month, Moses told the Israelites everything the Lord had commanded him to say to them, this was after he defeated Sion, king of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who lived in Ashtaroth at Edri. Across the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law. Um, <clears throat> fulfilling your purpose. How do we fulfill the purpose that God has given us for our lives? Well, the first thing I want you to see is we need to be in God's place. We need to be in God's place. 
Now, in verse 1, it says he, was, he along with all Israel, was across the Jordan. Uh, and uh, he mentions all of these different place names. And some people believe he's, he's talking, these, some of these cities are uncertain where they are, about the trip from Egypt. Others believe that, that he's talking about cities right around uh, there in the plain of Moab. But either way, Moses and the people of Israel, in this case, are in the place where God wants them to be at this moment in history. Um, wouldn't it have been a tragedy had Moses said no to God when God said, I want you to go down and bring up my people out of Egypt? And uh, Moses had said, no, you know what? I've had too much peace and quiet here uh, taking care of these sheep. I don't want a, a big job like that. I, I'm going to pass. I'm going to let, uh, let somebody else do this. Um, Moses, though he protested, uh, eventually agreed to do what God had called him to do. And he went down to Egypt, the place where God wanted him to be, and then he brought the children of Israel out of that place, and he wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. I, I can't imagine how discouraging it must have been for him to see a whole generation die off in the wilderness. Somebody said uh, it would have been two to three funerals a day that he would have experienced uh, that 40 years in the wilderness. And so Moses has stayed the course, and he has been in the place where God has wanted him to be throughout these difficulties and throughout the trials that he was facing. And now he is again in the place where God wants him to be to encourage God's people in his last days to go across the Jordan and take the land that God has given and uh, I'm so glad that Moses was in the place God called him to be. Uh, I, I can remember a couple of evangelists that preach uh, when I was a, a young man, and um, God began to deal with my heart. And, and eventually, I came to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that those evangelists were in the place that God told them to be. Uh, I think of uh, Bill Dickey, my friend in Texas, who... Uh, would come to the pastor's prayer meetings. And sometimes he wasn't even a pastor. Uh, he'd he'd uh, resign from a church and let somebody else come in. And, but he would be there to minister to the pastors. And he had a profound ministry to, to a lot of those pastors, but especially to me. Uh, I'm so glad that he was in the place God called him to be. Uh, when you think about people experiencing the hospitality of the church, uh, being welcomed by God's people when they come to this place. I'm glad you guys are where God called you to be so you can welcome these people and show them the love of Jesus um, in whatever that is that we're doing in this place. God has gifted us and equipped us uniquely. All of us are different. And some of us may do in the background jobs. Um, I tell you what, I, I see some of these things that have, have taken place, you know, with our building and, and with grounds and so forth, and how people have served in the background, and what a blessing that is. Um, uh, I, I was, uh, I've been so grateful at different times and seasons to see people do things for our church in the background. Some people who water the plants or who take care of different things, and what a blessing that is to have a, a well-kept house of God. I think that's part of our testimony when people come to this place. Um, what a blessing to eat 
Amen. <laughs> and uh, some of these ladies that cook our cook our meals, you know, for the church fellowships, and uh, we have this this great time of fellowship. What a blessing to come with God's people and hear the teaching of God's word uh, in our Sunday school classes. I'm grateful for the people who who use their time to to teach God's people. Uh, I could go on, but you get the idea. People who are in the place where God has called them to be can fulfill the purpose God created them to fulfill. Isn't it a neat thing to think about? We don't just do acts of service in the church. We are on mission to do the things that God has called us to do, and they have eternal significance no matter what things that, it, that, that, that we do, uh, from doing sound to doing music, whatever. Uh, it has an eternal purpose and significance because it is ministry to the people of God. And uh, uh, be in the place where God has called you to be. Um, I can think of some times where I didn't want to be in the place God called me to be. Um, especially in my last church, you know, where I, I went through a season of time where it was very difficult and very hard. Um, but God's blessing came at the end of that time. Uh, isn't it interesting in Moses' life, he spends most of his life dealing with of people being judged by God. But here at the end of his life, he has prepared a next generation to go into the promised land. And God has used him. And, and that first generation, under Joshua's leadership, but under Moses' influence and, and Moses' preparation, enter the promised land and are blessed by God. Uh, he has had a profound impact. Now, he doesn't live to see it all. Uh, but but what a great blessing. Uh, Moses has realized the purpose for which God has created him. You know, sometimes it is not always easy serving God. Sometimes you may feel taken for granted. Um, sometimes you may feel that, that people don't notice. And, and uh, I hope, you know, we try to notice people and try to thank them and, and uh, be appreciative. But... Uh, I was, I was actually looking at a, a scripture in Hebrews this past week where he was speaking about the elders. In Hebrews 11, the elders were, were uh, given a testimony. And we know that these elders that are spoken of in Hebrews chapter 11, some of them are recorded in scripture, but not all of them. Not all of the details that are, that are in Hebrews 11 are recorded in scripture. So I believe what he's talking about is God giving testimony in heaven about what his people are doing ever thought about that that God sees what you do and he brags about what you do in, in faith and service to him in heaven uh, I, that just blew my mind I was thinking about that and just tears came to my eyes what a precious truth God sees everything that we do and as we're in the place that God has called us to be doing what God has called us to do God sees God appreciates it and God will reward us. So, fulfilling your purpose, how do you do it? First of all, be in God's place. Secondly, act in God's time. Act in God's time. An 11-day journey took them 40 years. Moses couldn't bring this encouragement until the 40 years were ended. But in that time where God brought them to the outskirts of the promised land, Moses took action 
He did everything the Lord commanded him, verse 3 says. Um, he, he was acting under God's leadership. That is what we need to do if we want to fulfill the purpose for which God created us. We need to act under God's leadership. And first of all, and primarily, God's leadership comes through his word. But God's leadership also comes through his Holy Spirit. As he directs us, he may prompt us to do something. Um, I remember years ago, um, I was in, a, in the gas station. My kids were little, and uh, I'd filled up my car with gas. And uh, I was pulling out to go on my merry way. And I, just, I saw this man standing over the side, just felt prompted by the Spirit uh, to go, go talk to him about Jesus. It was a little awkward, you know, you're walking up to somebody that you don't know. Uh, but uh, I went ahead and did it. I pulled the car over. My kid said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I'm going to talk to that guy about Jesus, you know. Uh, I'll be right here if you need anything, just, just yell. And, uh, and so I went over and talked to him about Jesus, and he gave his heart to Christ. Now, that's years ago, but I don't think I have witnessed to a person in a, in a gas station parking lot since. But on that day... At that time, God knew that man needed Jesus, and he was ready to trust Christ. And so he prompted my heart to share with him. Uh, and I acted in God's time, and, and, uh, and God uh, blessed and worked in his life. Um, I can think of times where my, my sister or my mother or, or one of you would send a card or, or make a call or whatever, and, and the encouragement that I needed came at just the right time. I think somebody's listening to God when that takes place. Um, act at the right time. You know, sometimes there's a time where God wants you to begin a ministry. Maybe God lays something on your heart. I remember when God called me to preach. It was kind of an unusual thing because on that day, I, I, I knew that, I was going, that God was kind of closing a door. So I said, Lord, uh, what is it you want me to do? And I felt like he was calling me to preach, and, but he was also leading me to go into the military on the same day. Isn't that an interesting thing? I want you to preach, but not yet. I want you to go in the military first. And, uh, and I went down to Abilene, Texas and met my wife. And, uh, and, and then uh, after a couple of years in the military, uh, went to Crystal College and began the training to, to be a pastor. But um, it it was God had a timetable for me. And I think God has a timetable for each of us. And there may be seasons of ministry that he has. Maybe he has you serving in one area uh, at one time in your life. And then he, he shifts that and you serve in a different area. Um, Henry Blackaby wrote a book on spiritual gifts a, a few years back. And, and I read his book and it was, just, it was really interesting to me because it was unlike other things that I'd read on spiritual gifts. And what he said was, God will gift you for what he's called you to for this season of your life. Isn't that an interesting thought? Um, and so uh, there may be something that God has for you to do, but he doesn't want you to do it yet. Sometimes in witnessing, the same thing is true. Um, God may lay somebody on your heart who's lost, but he may, he may not lead you to share with them right away. Maybe he wants you to just show them the love of Jesus at first. But um, we were, are responsive to act in God's time. And when we do that, we'll find that we're fulfilling the purpose of God for our lives. And, um, and so uh, act in the time where God tells you to act. Jesus, in his earthly ministry, 
kept saying, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. My hour had, his brothers, why aren't you bragging about this stuff? You know, you're, you're the Messiah, go show off. Uh, no, my hour has not yet come. Jesus knew the purpose of God for his life, and he knew that the time for his revealing had not yet come. And so only on the evening uh, when he's standing at the trial uh, does, does he make it crystal clear to the high priest. You will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. And, and boy, they knew exactly what he was talking about. They tore their robes and they said, blasphemy, because they thought he was telling a lie. He was actually telling the truth. Um, but Jesus had a timetable in his ministry. So he acted in God's time. Uh, sometimes God may work out a problem in his time. Uh, I had a guy tell me in my last church, he said, uh, you are shirking your leadership responsibility. You need to take the bull by the horns and you need to deal with this individual in our church. That's what he told me. And I told him, I said, well, I haven't felt led to, to deal with him at this point. And um, and, and I went and prayed about it. You know, it kind of makes you uh, uh, think about it a little bit sometimes. I, I guess I think about it less now than I, than I did early in my ministry. But uh, I went and prayed about it. Lord, have I shirked my responsibility here? Do I need to, to confront? And I didn't feel peace about it. Well, time passed. And a situation cropped up in the church where I had to deal with this issue. And it was God's time. And, and looking back, I realized if I had done it when that other man said to do it, it would have been major trouble. Sometimes we don't give God enough credit. God can work things out without our help, or he may choose to use us, but God has his time and his way of dealing with things. So act in God's time. Don't just, just act, uh, swing from the hip. Uh, be sensitive to God's timing in your life and take things to God in prayer, especially things that uh, are big decisions. So Moses acted in God's time and at the specific time brought this encouragement to the Israelites. So first of all, fulfilling your purpose, be in God's place. Secondly, act in God's time. Thirdly, share God's message. Verse 3, it says, uh, Moses told the Israelites everything the Lord had commanded him to say to them. He shared God's message. Now, all of us have been given a responsibility to share the gospel and to do what we can to try to reach people for Christ. You know, sharing our testimony, inviting to church, uh, talking to them about Jesus, all these things uh, are part of our responsibility. And some of us are really well wired for that, and others of us are not as well wired for that. Uh, and God may use us in a little different way in doing that. But all of us have a responsibility to share God's message. Uh, some of us, though, have been gifted by God with speaking gifts. What I mean by that is maybe you have the gift of encouragement. Well, if you're going to encourage somebody, chances are you've got to say something, right? You've got to go and communicate with that person if you're going to encourage them. Uh, so you've got, you, you need to share God's message. Uh, other, other times, God may lay a person on your heart. Uh, and may, um, I know this is a movie, but um, I remember uh, in Facing the Giants, you remember the guy, I don't know if y'all have seen the movie, but 
if, if you've seen the movie, there's a guy that goes along and he's praying uh, by the lockers in the school for revival. And um, at some point, he comes to the football coach and he, he says, God has laid something on my heart to share with you. God is not finished with you here. You need to stick it out and you need to trust God and, 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 uh, and uh, follow his leadership here and um, something along those lines. Anyway, he listens to that and he's greatly encouraged by it. And, and you know, sometimes God may lay something on your heart to share with somebody in love to encourage them. Uh, maybe it's showing mercy to somebody and it's just coming alongside and offering an encouraging word to somebody who's suffering, who's sick, or who's homebound, or whatever. But uh, all of us um, are to share God's message. And, you know, one of the things that I, I do when I go to uh, a nursing home or hospital visits, a lot of the time I'll ask God, Lord, will you encourage this person through me? Will you um, lay on my heart what to say? Because sometimes I know and usually I'll pray this especially when I'm going to somebody I know that has really been struggling. Uh, they're discouraged or they're struggling with the situation that they have. And you know what I found? God will do that. And, and as, I, as I ask him to do that, he'll speak through me to that person and minister to them. And I can tell they're encouraged. I go in and I can tell a difference between the time I go in and the time I leave. That God has ministered to that person spiritually and has lifted them up. Um, that's kind of the idea. And so um, be open for God to speak through you, to share God's message. It may be with Christians. It may be with, uh, with lost people. But be open to share God's message with people because, let's face it, uh, we need to hear God's word for sure. Uh, that's so crucial. Uh, but we also need to hear encouragement that's prompted by God. Uh, there are times where all of us need that word. And uh, Moses shared that here. We need to share it as God leads us as well. So share God's message. Fulfilling your purpose in, in life, being in God's place, act in God's time, share God's message, and finally explain God's word. Verse 5 says, Across the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law. Now, the law has been given in Exodus through Numbers. Some of those things are repeated in Deuteronomy, but Deuteronomy is different in that Moses is here explaining or expounding, or literally the word means to make clear. He's making this stuff clear to the Israelites. Why? Because he wants to motivate them to serve God. I can think of nothing better that we could do than to share God's truth, explain it, uh, to people who need to understand it. You say, well, I'm not a theologian. Well, you don't have to be. Uh, sometimes uh, people who, who aren't experts uh, in God's word have some great spiritual insight that they can share and explain with people that will make a true and profound difference in their Christian walk. Um, also, as you, as you talk with people who are lost, uh, a lot of times they don't understand, well, what's the word redeem mean? <laughs> Uh, you know, what does it mean to be washed in the blood? You know, they tell you in the witnessing course, don't use those phrases because people don't have any clue what it means. And that might actually scare them. Washed in the blood, what's that? You know, and so, uh, you know, as you talk with people, and sometimes you may even have them question you. Um, I can remember this one guy, 
he got mad at me when I first uh, talked to him about church. But then later on, he began to ask me questions about the Bible. Well, so-and-so said what? What do you think? Well, then I was able to talk to him and explain uh, a truth. Uh, sometimes you may not know the explanation, but, but as God gives you, and here's another thing you can do. You can pray to God for wisdom as you deal with somebody uh, to say the right thing. Um, I love what, uh, what it says in Acts. Stephen was, was preaching, and he was, uh, I love the character of Stephen. He's a great, godly deacon. But he was, he was preaching. The Bible says they could not stand up to the spirit or the wisdom by which he spoke. In other words, God was so with Stephen as he was speaking to these other people and trying to explain God's word, as they were opposing him, God kept giving him the answers. And at every turn, he sorted the opposition. Um, God can give us an answer. Uh, I, I've prayed, I, I've, a lot of times I will pray, somebody will come into my office and I can tell, you know, something's on their mind and it may not be good. And I just pray, I say, Lord, give me wisdom and help me as I talk with this person uh, to, to say the right things and sometimes to have the right attitude. So uh, do that. Ask God to, to help you uh, to explain things as you are in conversations with lost people. Sometimes we forget, we think we're in this by ourselves. Uh, we forget that we have a supernatural partner, uh, the Holy Spirit, who can help us as we interact with people. Uh, Moses is sharing what God has laid upon his heart just to share, sharing God's message, but he's also explaining that word. And it, it's very interesting uh, some of the things that Moses says here in the book of Deuteronomy uh, are, are mentioned throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. Four books of the Old Testament are quoted more than any other books of the Old Testament in the New Testament. Deuteronomy is one of them. And so uh, as, as Moses is giving this uh, spirit-led explanation, he is preparing for their future in a way uh, that, that probably he didn't fully realize and they didn't fully realize at that time. But, but this work would continue to go on. As we fulfill the purpose of God that he's given us to fulfill, it doesn't just impact people here, but it impacts people in the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. One of the greatest things I think will be about heaven will be to see not just the immediate things that God did through our faithfulness here, but to see the, the ripple effects. Um, who would have thought that a Judean carpenter would have ripple effects that reach thousands of years? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you see, Jesus said, you will do greater things than these because I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you. The impact that we can make as we fulfill the purpose of God, it, it boggles the mind to think about it. You and I are part of an eternal work and an eternal purpose. Let's fulfill the purpose God has given us to fulfill. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your word and for the fact that you've given us a purpose in serving you.
Thank you, Lord, for the purpose of glorifying you and honoring you and, and helping the church and, uh, and, and reaching lost people. Father, help us fulfill the purposes that you've given us to fulfill, uh, to uh, be ready to be used by you as you prompt us with your Holy Spirit. And, and Lord, also to be in the place that you'd have us to be. And, and not just in the place, but God, in the place on mission. Uh, and recognizing the opportunities that you've given us to speak for you or serve you in some way in these different situations we find ourselves in. And Father, thank you for uh, the grace.